Good eye, kids. It's January 26th, 2021, and this is episode 18, entitled, Our Leaders Are Leaderless. Our Leaders Are Leaderless. That doesn't sound like a real word. It doesn't come up as a spelling error. Leaderless. Today's show is brought to you by No Budget Productions and Pure Rock and Roll by Alexander Nakarada. And also my friends at Maker's Mark, a simple, straightforward, great tasting, small batch Kentucky straight bourbon. I would try more bourbon varieties, but it's not easy buying from the LCBO that limits its imports. I should try, though, looking at the LCBO website um, to see if they can expand my horizons. However, um, I've come across bourbons I'd love to try, but it's far more expensive than Maker's Mark, which is already more expensive than low-end Jim Beam. And now, moving on. <laughs> uh, yes. Exodus chapter 18 verses 21 furthermore you shall elect out of all the people able men who fear god men of truth those who hate dishonest gain and you shall place these over them the assembly as leaders of thousands of hundreds of fifties and of tens here the lord through moses is setting up a hierarchy of leaders all which would report up the ranks starting with leaders over tens reporting to fifties and to hundreds and to thousands so we see this structure this is leadership as we know it today but the qualifications are significantly different from what we expect of our leaders today. Out of the people, we needed able men who fear God, who basically acknowledge him as creator, understand that, they're, that they exist because of God, understand that God has sovereignty, total sovereignty over every aspect of life. Anything good, bad, Good circumstances, bad circumstances, God is in charge of everything. Men who fear God know this. But they also wanted, but he also wanted men of truth. Geez, what a surprise. It is the complete opposite of today's morality. Today's morality requires people of lies. Leftism and leftism rooted out of atheism, the rejection of God, the antithesis to believing in God is lies. Today's political structure is not like that. It also says to have people or men who hate dishonest gain, cheating, stealing, backroom deals. Do you know how many politicians, high-ranking politicians, come out more wealthy after being a public servant than when they went in? 
they make all kinds of connections and do shady shady deals so if we move into uh, Nehemiah 9 uh, chapter 9 verses 34 let's look a little bit more at leaders for our kings our leaders our priests and our fathers have not kept your law or paid attention to your commandments and your admonitions with which you have admonished them. So here we're looking at a hierarchy, not necessarily a hierarchy, but um, a collection of leaders within society, our kings, our leaders, our religious leaders, our priests, and our fathers, our physical fathers. They have not kept your law or paid attention to your commandments or your uh, and your admonitions with which you have ad admonished them you know you god was in the proactive steps of admonishing these people these uh, these leaders to try to keep them in line but once corruption sets in it just goes it just continues to become more and more corrupt to think that moses started off with men of uh, with criteria, you know, high high um, um, you know criteria that was extremely important for the leadership role. Into a place now where we have a collection of um, leader types, where they're slipping away. And in Micah chapter three verses eleven. And now talks about the nation of Israel's leaders. Her leaders pronounce judgment for a bribe. Her priests, her religious leaders, instruct for a price. And her prophets, those who are meant to interpret scripture, and her prophets divine for money. Yet they lean on the Lord saying, Is not the Lord in our midst? Calamity will not come upon us. It is a, a, a key attribute of those who are deceiving you and lying to you to constantly say that the world is just going to get better and that there is no calamity around the corner. But they themselves are the agents of the calamity that's coming. And you have to be as wise as a serpent to see through the lies and hypocrisy of your leaders. And one of the reasons the Lord has set over us such terrible evil leaders is so that in our hearts we yearn for Jesus Christ to come back to this earth and rule it with true leadership, with godly leadership, with true justice. In truth and so as the world becomes more corrupt people should be yearning within themselves for something much much better which will come through Jesus Christ but hopefully they they will if they're dissatisfied with this leadership that they will seek the truth and find Jesus.
But we can see some of the things that they're up to. Pronouncing judgments. Judgments on individuals, corporations, families, businesses. For what? For a bribe. For the price of money, a judge could completely destroy businesses, lives, families. We see so many judges of low character today who are essentially taking bribes through special interest groups and other forms. Her priests, her religious leaders, instruct for a price. These individuals are not willing to teach in a humble fashion. They have set themselves up as, as if they're more important than the sheep that they're supposed to be shepherding. And they're requiring a price from them to enrich themselves. And the prophets, the ones who are supposed to interpret the scriptures, interpret it in such a way that they have set up a business for themselves where they say, hey, if you give me money, if you make me rich, if you increase my riches, I will say something kind for you from the scriptures. And the number of false prophets today is astounding. They own multiples of private jets, the money, the mansions, all for what? Because they're coming up with a special word just for you. And guess what? That word, the special word from them, never includes doom and gloom. It's always things are getting better. Keep giving me your money and you won't believe what how good tomorrow will be. And the scriptures say right here, they say calamity will not come upon us. You know how hard it is to be a prophet that's interpreting the scriptures that says, hey, you know, there's some tough times ahead. You better prepare. Just like the motto of this show, always be ready. This is what we're up against. You know, sheep amongst themselves, believers amongst themselves. You know, there's a whole lot of sheep out there. And, and uh, you know, we have to learn how to, to live with one another. We have one shepherd, Jesus Christ. But the ones that are the worst are the wolves in sheep's clothing. And it seems nowadays that, I don't know, Nine out of ten sheep are actually wolves in sheep's clothing. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating what's going on in the church, but it just feels like we're in a, such a huge climate of deception and lies. You know, the, the U.S. presidential election can completely be stolen through deception and lies and dishonesty. And if you're an American, soon a law will be passed that if you claim there was election fraud, you can be prosecuted. So we're at the stage where if you just want to, if you just have a difference of opinion and say, look at, you know what? I don't believe things happened the way that you say that they happened. You're telling me it happened this way, 
but I see evidence and facts to the contrary. The government and leadership will have the authority to fine you, to potentially prosecute you, eventually jail you. This is serious. And you need to learn how to be as wise as serpent to navigate this. All right. We now move on to of the day. Quotes and audio clips. And to, uh, to kind of shorten up the intros for these things, uh, here's everything on the list for today. We've got Proverbs. We've got Thomas Sowell. We've got PP, Pierre Polyev. We've got, hey, Dennis. We've got Mark Stein. Let's go through them now. All righty. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 5. It says, Then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. Well, great. How did we get here? Sure, we want to discern the fear of the Lord. That means we want to have the understanding of what it takes to live in the fear of the Lord. And as I said earlier, acknowledging him as creator, understanding his sovereignty, knowing that he has full control, you know, helping us understand the Lord and his nature and his character, um, you know, discerning the fear of the Lord, understanding how to get to that state and discover the knowledge of God, right? So these are quests that Christians have. These are quests, these are ideas and questions that some unbelievers have. But guess what? There's steps to this point. Then you will discern, okay, well, what's before it? My son, if you will receive my words, oh, I've got to open up my ears and listen, close my mouth and stop talking. Number two, and treasure my commandments within you. Oh, so I can't, I need to not only listen to your commandments, acknowledge them, but I need to treasure them within me. So I can't be pushing back. I can't be in a spirit of rebellion. I have to be humble. What else? We have to make our ear attentive to wisdom. That means, again, we have to close our mouth and we have to find people who have wisdom and listen to them. Try to learn. Next, we have to incline our heart to understanding. That means that our internal attitude towards the idea of learning needs to change. We have to change our whole attitude. Our heart needs to be that where we're inclined to understanding. We want to learn. What's the key? Humility. For if you cry out for discernment, that's somebody who is intensely looking for help. And if you lift up your voice for understanding, it means that you speak out to God and to others to say, you know what? I'm on a quest for understanding. I'm in, a, I'm in a place where I need to learn. I'm not here telling you that I know everything. I'm here to learn. And that message is heard. And if you seek her, 
as silver and search for her as hidden treasures. If you knew today that there was a box of buried treasures, a buried treasure, say in the local park down the street, and it was somewhere there, and the buried treasure was worth, I mean, I'll say a million dollars, but because I know people would go crazy for that, but let's say it was worth $1 billion, just this astronomical number to you, you know, you and me, who would not even come close to sniffing that number. Like, give me a break. We wouldn't sniff the butt of the owner of a billion dollars. So, but if you knew it was in the local park, how much time and effort would you spend seeking that treasure? So, when the scriptures say, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God, there's a big change in our attitude. There's a big change in how we speak. There's a big change in how we approach those that have wisdom and understanding. And we make our voice known and let people know and God know that we're on a journey of trying to understand, trying to learn. And we diligently seek that. Uh, also, you know, we receive his words through the scriptures as we read them with humility. And we go at it with the same gusto as we would if we knew there was a billion dollars buried in the park down the street. All right, let's move on to Thomas Sowell. The most fundamental fact about the ideas of the political left is that, sorry, my bad. I got a big ding in there. I didn't know if you heard it or not. I have to turn down my speaker yet again. The production guy's terrible on this show. He's terrible. Thomas Sowell, the most fundamental fact about the ideas of the political left is that they do not work. Therefore, we should not be surprised to find the left concentrated in institutions where ideas do not have to work in order to survive. If big business and big government have an idea to fill their pockets at everyone else's expense without anyone understanding what they're up to, they have to give it a complicated new name. That name is quantitative easing. You asleep yet? Well, if you are, here's something that will wake you up. This idea will debase your earnings, it raise the price of everything you buy, and transfer tens of billions of dollars of wealth to the richest people in the country at the expense of everyone else. Now, I, however, don't call for this because I, 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 I'm, I'm not a child. Children believe in this utopian ideal will all be united. I, I work for it, but I don't call for it. In the Laurentian Mountains in Quebec, Mirabelle police were alerted to an illegal party and sent the boys round to shut it down. 36 attendees were each fined $1,546. That's an expensive party. An hour and a half west in Gatineau, a 17-year-old boy was heading back to his home in Ottawa, Ontario, after ice fishing at his dad's ice fishing hut in Aylmer. Quebec.
He nearly made it. He was one stoplight from the Ontario border when the Quebec police pounced and pulled him over. It was 12 minutes past 8 o'clock, which is when the nightly curfew descends on La Belle Province. 12 minutes past curfew because he had been driving slower than he'd realised due to the ice and snow and poor road conditions. A grown-up would have been on the hook for the full 1500 bucks, but as he is a minor, Les Flics find him only $561 for his 12-minute breach of curfew in poor road conditions. Ben. Okay, I'm here with Ben, and uh, today, uh, in A Word with Ben, we are going to try something new, something fun, something entertaining. We are going to try to do a celebrity impersonation. <clears throat> so I have here, and I have to turn my speaker back up, so I apologize so we can, so we can hear it. Today, we are going to try... Adam Sandler. So Ben's going to give it a shot. Then I'll give it a shot. Uh, let's see here. We have to try to... Great golfer. I wonder what that one sounds like. Golf's no different from hockey. Requires talent, self-discipline. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You should talk to my neighbor, the accountant, probably a great golfer. Huge ass. Okay, that one's too long. We'll never remember that. Um, how about uh, Old Man River? Hey, Old Man River, zip it or I'll break your head. All right, that one's not bad. Let's try that one. I'll play it again for you, okay? Hey, Old Man River, zip it or I'll break your head. Hey, old man hipper, zip it or I'll break your hip. It's, it's old man rip, old man river. Oh. So I'll let you listen to it again. Hey, old man river, zip it or I'll break your hip. Hey, old man river, zip it or I'll break your hip. That's not bad. I'll listen to it. Hey, old man river, zip it or I'll break your hip. Hey, old man River, zip it or I'll break your lip. <laughs> oh, dang it. You listen to it again. Hey, old man River, zip it or I'll break your hip. Hey, old man River, zip it or I'll break your lip. That's terrible. There's like, I can't, I can't do it. Um, all right. Let's try another one here. Uh, we got some pretty... I don't know, you may not you may not know some of these guys. Let's see what he says here. I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. I am on a drug. It's called Sharp Machine. <laughs> Sharp Machine. <laughs> I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. Um, 
Let's see what this one says. Don't be special. That didn't even sound like him. Certain. They're boner pills, <laughs> No, that didn't have Charlie on it. Maybe this one. It fires in a way that is, um, I don't know, maybe not from this particular uh, terrestrial uh, realm. No, that doesn't do it. Okay, Ben, you pick one. Uh, how about Christopher Walken? He's got a weird New York accent. Let's see. I'm an angel. I kill firstborns while their mamas watch. I turn cities into salt. I even, when I feel like it, rip the songs from little girls and from now till... You know who I am? What did curiosity do? I put my pants on, just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. Except, once my pants are on, I make gold... Let's try that one again. I put my pants on, just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. I put my pants on, just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. I put my pants on, just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. <laughs> Oh man, okay, we need to practice these ones. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any Oh, I have a good one. What? What do you which one? Oh, Donald Trump? Quite frankly, quite frankly on Rosie fat ugly face. If I were running the view, I'd fire Rosie. I mean, I'd look her right in that fat ugly face of hers. I'd say, "Rosie, you're fired." We're all a little chubby, but Rosie's just worse than most of us. But it's not the chubbiness. Rosie is a very unattractive person. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can do that one. Um, how about you're fired? No, it wouldn't go. Uh, a lot of these aren't working, probably because... President Trump isn't president anymore. Saddam Hussein, whether they like him or didn't like him, he hated terrorists. He'd shoot and kill terrorists. Okay, I'll let you listen to that again. Saddam Hussein, whether they like him or didn't like him, he hated terrorists. Just say he hated terrorists. He hated terrorists. I need to make it... <laughs> Quite frankly, if you want to do Donald Trump, there's a few things you got to do. And what I'm doing is not it. All right. So we tried. And, uh, well, as usual, without any planning or practicing, um, it didn't quite go as planned. But, you know, maybe I'll come up with another idea I mean I can do impersonations you've heard them before but I can't do these ones maybe I'll have to, maybe I'll have to try to come up with one that I can do well and then you can try to impersonate me impersonating someone else know what I mean maybe all right so what else is happening mm, I don't know maybe we should choose one more it's the same thing every day with you mm, I don't know Mm, I don't know. 
All right. All right, brother. Maybe we got Hulk Hogan here. from the biggest heavyweight title defense for this man ever. Hulk Hogan, you got to be ready. Well, you know, I hope Pontiac, Michigan recovers, man. I'm glad I snuck in early last night, brother. I didn't realize the interstate, the Pontiac Silverdome was in danger. Not the 90,000 plus on the inside. It's the 90,000 plus on the outside of the Silverdome. Those are the ones I'm worried about because when I get my hands on that big nasty giant, when he faces the truth, when he feels the wrath of Hulkamania, the day the whole earth is going to shake, what are those 90,000 plus Hulkamaniacs on the outside going to think? I'm not worried about the people at the closed circuit. I'm not worried about the people all around the world. They'll see it. But the intensity of Hulkamania, the way it's turned this whole state upside down, the way the whole world's turned upside down, what are they going to think when the giant hits the ground? He feels the wrath of Hulkamania, and the whole world shakes at my feet. We could conceivably blow the roof off this great facility, the soup. <laughs> okay, that one's long. How about this one? I'm Hulk Hogan, the greatest wrestler of all time. I'm Hulk Hogan, the greatest wrestler of all time. I'm Hulk Hogan, I'm the greatest wrestler of all time. Well, that's not bad. Let's try that again. I'm Hulk Hogan. I'm Hulk Hogan. I'm Hulk Hogan. The greatest wrestler of all time. The greatest wrestler of all time. The greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> Alright, that's not bad considering you don't even know who Hulk Hogan is. I grew up with Hulk Hogan. And in fact, I went to that Hulkamania. No, uh, that was... Um, uh, oh, shoot. It was WWE. No. Um, they didn't call it Hulkamania. It was, um, oh, dang it. Oh, never mind. I bet I went to, so that was live in the United States somewhere. I went to Kitchener, Ontario, to the Kitchener Auditorium, and they had a big, huge screen on the wall, like a big, big screen, and the stadium was packed, and they were playing a live satellite stream of that show of, 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 uh, WWF, um, WWF, uh, anyway, it was like once a year they did this big thing where like there was major battles. So every stadium that was playing it was packed across anywhere in Canada and the United States. And there was so much energy. People were yelling and screaming, having a great time. I'll have to look it up for you. Yeah. All right, Ben. Nice talking to you. You too. Talk again soon. You too. Okay, say bye now. Bye. Always be ready and fight like a warrior for truth and justice. I love you all. Talk to you again soon.